0: How y'all doing it's a rainy Saturday and guess what day it is it's a couple days before indigenous people's day CJ here and this is the sound of black and brown. Well in 1492 the indigenous people discovered that Columbus was lost at sea. Let me tell you something. if you're still defending genocide you might want to oh well maybe you should listen. Because in 2023, why the fuck are we still, still giving this man a statue, that level of power? What is Monday, the 9th of October to you? Which one are you going to do? Are you going to acknowledge a statue? Or are you going to acknowledge those who lost their lives and their land to a statue? do you think about that? What does that even mean, right? So which one are we doing? Are we going to celebrate the statue or those who lost their lives and their land to a damn statue? And as soon as I said that, who pops up? How you feel about Columbus Day, Manny? Let's just start there.
1: Hello, can you hear me? I can hear Okay, great. Sorry. Oh, Columbus Day. Jeez. Um, wow. Where can I start? The man himself. You know... It it, Honestly, do we we
0: still three first and I were going to organize to get you a little t-shirt because we know how much you are all sarcasm intended We know how much you love Columbus. So please, please don't 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 you know, don't mind us if you want to you know (laughs) I'm gonna get a keychain for you. How about that? What do you think? A (laughs) keychain?
1: You know, you know, I'm gonna have to find that picture uh you know that selfie i took um you know maybe i don't think you you realized um you were standing next to me and i i saw that tattoo you had and i'm like oh my god it's such an amazing tattoo i to take a selfie oh you
0: did wrong uh. <laughs> <laughs> well if i have <coughs> excuse me pardon my asthma cough you <coughs> see i'm laughing too hard now if I have that um, tattoo, we know Ed has one, too. Because I think Ed has a whole, like, a gear. You know, this is how much we, you know, we roll with Columbus over here. All sarcasm intended. <laughs> Carry on, Manny. you going to have me. My belt.
1: <coughs> Jeez, got me a call, too. <clears throat> my apologies. So, right. Uh let's let's just, let's be clear that you know here we are, we're talking about a, a man who um so many people for years and years and years you know uh, gave him credit for discovering america right we all we all know how that's 1492 right when Columbus sail the ocean built yeah no um so we're talking about a man who brought just like so many other colonizers of the time right anytime they visited uh you know foreign lands right they brought nothing short of absolute chaos devastation destruction And death, you know, literally, I mean, you there is no way around it. You cannot argue with it. You cannot say, no, that's not true. No, no, no. The historical fact is that that is quite literally what happened when Columbus and any other colonizer went to a foreign land, right, and exposed the indigenous peoples uh, of those lands to the diseases, you know, that came from, from Europe um, to, you know, uh, the colonizers arriving to the foreign land and considering the indigenous people, as uh, savages, right, and uncivilized. And so, you know, uh, if they didn't uh, conform and assimilate to the colonizers ideology and beliefs and, and way of living, Then they just killed you. I mean, there was no, there was no alternative. It was either you conformed and you assimilated, or you died. You know. uh, And now, mind
0: you, you're not talking about 2023. We're still in 1492. (laughs) I'm just clearing that up because here we go again. We're talking about, you know, the guy who pioneered fascism, right? Three firsts. Could we give him that? What do you guys think? What accolades should we be giving?
2: say uh terrorist <laughs> he was a terrorist, a murderer I mean in, in Howard Lynn's book, the People History of the United States, but there's a book by Mike Evans because I notice all the Italian people say, well he was Italian, according to Mike Evans and a couple of people, Columbus was actually a uh, Jewish of Jewish descent
3: Oh Lord, this next one right now Google it in. oh boy, Google it
2: in Google it in. And you'll see there's books about it, including Simon Wiesenthal mentioned about it, because there's a book I'm reading now. Uh, Mike Evans just wrote, Christopher Clemens, More Than Just Explore, he was a secret Jew, a, con- a converse, a man a mission to find a vast land, a place that would become home to Christianity, a refugee for the Jewish people to escape the harms of Spanish inquest, inquisition. And it's true, they they, 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 the Jews had problems over in Spain. So it could be some truth to it, I can't say it is, can't yes, say it isn't, but it's, it's, it's an
0: interesting read. That is definitely, but keep going, Manny. Keep going.
1: Right. So you know, I mean, I I just I always try to dispel so many the beliefs that you know we all grew up. I mean, even you know myself being as young as I am, you know, even I remember being in elementary and middle school, and you know, quite literally still subscribing, you know, to that story of Columbus uh discovering America and all that, right? Um but again, now let's let's face the truth here. So by the time Columbus arrived uh in fourteen ninety two, right, um and and was given the you know accolade of discovering you know, North America and America itself. About five centuries earlier, right? Leif Erikson and the Vikings had already came here. They already, uh, you know, had established certain, you know, um, uh, little settlements. You know, I mean, they didn't last long, obviously. But, you know, they came here. there, There was artifacts, you know, discovered by archaeologists, right? Um, where you're seeing, you know, Viking artifacts. Um, and we all know that, well, there were no Vikings on this side of the world, you know, by like an indigenous way, right? No, that, that means they traveled here, right? Um, but then again, like, let's, let's look at it. So he enslaved the natives, just bottom line, right? Enslaved them. Um, he forced the natives, right, the indigenous people here, To work for the sake of profit. Okay? Again, this is fact. This is this is not opinion. And I just want to add a comma
0: and say it again. He not talking about 2023 people. We still in 1492.
1: Keep going. So right, so he, he forced the natives to work for the sake of profit, right? And then just a little bit later on, as he you know was doing this. He decides he wants to send thousands of Taino Indians, right? And for those of you who are not familiar Taino Indians, they're an indigenous people uh, that occupied, you know, a lot of the Caribbean islands. You know, we're talking about Puerto Rico. We're talking about Cuba. We're talking about the Dominican Republic. We're talking, you know, all, all these islands, uh, <laughs> Professor Kamata, right? All these islands here in the Caribbean, um, you know, with the, the Taino peoples. And so, so he decided he wants to send thousands of those Taino uh, Indians to Spain, right, to be sold. Um, and again, just how we've seen and so many other colonization stories along the way of them being transported, uh, they died, they died during the journey, right? Um, and so with that the natives who weren't sold into slavery were forced to look for gold and mines and they were forced to work on plantations mind you again i mean look you're if you didn't know i was talking about the taino indians right you'd be thinking i was talking about you know african american slavery here right and and that whole process but like i need you to understand that This man is responsible for doing these same atrocious acts, right? And and killed off so much of the population um, of the Taino Indians. Now, a lot of people don't uh, know this, but uh, Columbus uh, at one point was governor uh, of what's now the Dominican Republic, right? Now... During his time as governor, right, he killed so many of the indigenous people because they're revolting, right? They're revolting against him. And to prevent further rebellion, this man, who, again, so many people say he's like their hero, right? This man would have the dead bodies paraded through the streets, okay, I mean, you, you, you have to realize this is the man we're talking about, right? This is Christopher Columbus, the holiday that's given after this man. He was parading dead bodies through the streets. So as to, you know, inspire and invoke fear, you know, among any other indigenous people who were thinking about rebelling, right? As a message of this would be you if you were to rebel. Okay? So, given that, right, he's he's sending the natives, he's killing them, he's parading their bodies through the streets, right? Um, Again, bringing new diseases, um, you know, that were from the, you know, quote-unquote old world, right, the old world diseases. Um, and these, again, these indigenous people weren't immune to those diseases because they weren't exposed to them, right? Um, so let's just give you, let me give you a quick number, right? Uh, 1492, There, give or take, uh, a little over 250,000 indigenous people, right? And what's considered uh, at the time, Hispaniola. Um, by, by the time Columbus was, you know, done with the place, right? So that's uh, 15, 15, 16, 15, 17 around there, right? We see only about 14,000, 14,000 of the Taino population remain. From about two hundred fifty thousand to fourteen
0: thousand that's friggin crazy, that's crazy, like how do you sit there and validate that shit, and this motherfucker gets a whole statue, isn't that bananas? no, and it, these people really and good. these people are like behoven to these fucking statues, like God forbid these statues get torn down, so we're talking about diversity and equity and inclusivity. But this statute takes precedent. Why is it so hard not to have a Columbus Day, right? I, I don't understand, you know, three-fifths and Manny, right? This week alone, there was enough reason why, and I, I'm very sure both of you would agree. There was enough reason why black and brown representation matters and why we should be at the table and not tokenize, right? But why is it that pe- you know black and brown people don't seem to care about the rise of fascism? I mean, like, is that a real thing? I'll just open the floor. Whoever.
2: Well, uh, again, you know, they they uh, pacify you with other things, and uh, Brother Manny is correct as far as uh, Columbus and the Dominican Republic, because I think I'm pretty sure Manny knows about Father La Costa. He was the Dominican priest. And he knew Columbus. He knew what was going on and stuff. So he, he is correct on that point. There's a connection with the Dominican Republic and, and Columbus. But getting back to the, uh, the other point, like I said, they, they, they pacify. Today was Hill Day. So we're blinded again. They pacify you. They give you arts, and like I said, arts and ideas. They give you 100 men of color. Or they give you uh tomorrow there's uh, 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 more entertainment going on. That's what they do. They they throw the mirror, they smoke the smoke in front of you, and you can't see the mirror. That's what they do, and that's again. That's why they're not interested.
3: Straight facts. What you thinking over there, man?
1: Uh, sorry, I was <laughs> I was just looking at your comment of putting people in school. Um. So, <sighs> you're right. You know, if this past few weeks. Um, even, you know, the past week itself has shown us anything, right, as why black and brown people. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to lower myself by, <laughs> by just talking a little, little slower. <laughs> um,
0: no, don't apologize for being <laughs> angry, for real, like you should be. Because in 2023, right, like for real. Look at what you started off saying. You learned this in school and it's how many years later and and what you know what I'm saying? So keep going. Don't apologize for being how you feel. We are-
1: Yeah, no. It, it it's it is upsetting because it's like just the whole uh kind of bringing finally bringing down you know this heroic Story of Christopher Columbus, right? This heroic narrative that was placed on him, like it only actually gained traction and 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 started uh, getting torn down just two three years ago, two three years ago. You know, during during COVID, during the pandemic, right, is when the conversation really started going, and then action started following. So this is new, like. Look how long it had to take for us to realize, you know, and, and, and not just realize but actually take action towards the fact that this man was never a hero. He's he's not this amazing person. But look how long it took. It, it's so it is so upsetting. It really is, and the fact that we were just in the cycle you know, of teaching children and and future generations, they're coming up the same old narrative of him being a hero. It's the most upsetting thing to me, but you're right. This past few weeks, you know, have taught us just how important it is to have representation and leadership, right? Leadership, right? To be in those roles, those Those roles that have power behind and make
0: them. decisions right yes. and impact the narrative, right because that's where we have to be, like like we said, the three of us have said it, other folks have said it, we could march and we could do it that's great. we're not saying you you know you shouldn't do that, but it's the laws, right, manny is that narrative that really really that's where the work needs to happen so here's here's something here for fascists capitalism is good. Ooh, whoever wants to take
2: Oh yeah, most definitely is good. And not just just for fa- fascism. It it is it, good is good for the oligarchs, is good for the centurion billionaires and stuff. There's a, 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 i would say uh even some of our so-called uh black billionaires who have become capitalists. I remember Fred Hampton said we got black capitalists. Running around, so yeah, you know, it, 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 it's good. It went back to what we were talking about the shutting down of the government. <laughs> you know, the capital is the ones gonna keep the government open.
0: Oh, that's a 12 Manny. Just, Manny, just do your thing, man. I know you
1: absolutely uh, <laughs> capitalism, Jesus Christ. Um. Oh, so many problems with it. So so many, right? I mean, when we talk about fascism, right? You think about fascism, you you think about right the, this entity, right? That is just, I mean, all controlling, all powerful. You know, limits, restricts, controls, censors, all that stuff, right? <laughs> to all the people, uh, who are subjugated you know uh to uh, a fascist you know overall um and now when we talk about capitalism right um here's some here's some problems that you have to realize are a result of it inequalities all right and we're talking about inequalities across the board whether it's economic its health its uh, you know living housing education I mean inequalities across the board right just take a, a, a topic and add inequality to right after it and there you go it's an inequality right <laughs> so you have economic instability you have monopoly power right you have these huge huge entities that just monopolize right um, you have environmental costs okay let's talk about you know the people who are, are really really great friends um you know the climate change activists who are god bless them the most amazing peaceful people <laughs> on this world um but and and they they always always make the point right of how these huge huge industries and, and companies just absolutely Destroy the environment, right? And they're and they're right. I mean, they're they're not exaggerating. They're absolutely right, right? Um, let's also talk about the fact that capitalism immobilizes, right? Absolutely does. Okay. Um, I also I want to uh, introduce a, a a term that maybe not a lot of uh, people are are familiar with, um, uh, monopsony, right? um it's it's this concept right uh in a market structure uh a single buyer substantially controls the market as like the major purchaser of goods and services right that would be you know the same goods and services that would be offered by like a whole bunch of other you know entities right but but because Oh, this one company, right? Those other, you know, kind of smaller businesses or smaller companies that maybe, you know, aren't billion dollar companies, right? They don't even have the chance to enter the market structure because it's just, it's, they're just dominated, right? So monopoly. So
0: wait, I want to add something to what you're saying. Don't, don't lose your trail. Hold on to that thought, right? Guys, people, whoever listening. And who gonna listen? Let me tell you some. Capitalism, they they love it they, they're intrigued by Darwinism, survival of the fittest. And that right there is what he's talking about.
1: Absolutely. Abs- absolutely. Um so you know, so we talk about right monopsony uh definitely being a result of of, of capitalism. Right? So let me let me also bring in you know, uh, just how um, you know we've seen in certain you know historical um, time periods of fascism, right, where power is passed down selectively, right, uh, and control and rule is passed down selectively and very in a very meticulous and specific manner, right. Now let's talk about in capitalism uh, inherited wealth right? Capitalists can pass on their assets to their children, right? So so you don't have that equality of opportunity. Instead, you have those who are born in privilege uh, and are more likely to do well, you know, because of better education. Because oh, wait, of wait,
0: wait, 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 pause, brother, pause, pause, pump your brakes. So then maybe they're born with it maybe it's fascism is that what we're saying
1: I love mm-hmm.
0: it
1: <laughs> right so they have that inherited wealth right um and now mind you so before they're even born right that wealth is is just growing and growing and growing and those assets right those assets that I talked about uh, let's, let's be very well aware that they have these millionaires and billionaires they know what they're doing right so they have interest from those assets so their money's making money you know <laughs> like understand that their money is making money okay right um, so there i mean you you have that right you have this this huge huge economic uh, cycle right uh, that a capitalist can pass down and, and almost always will pass down. You mean kind
0: of like what Donald back. Trump did? I'm just asking for the people in the back. Absolutely. Okay. Like what Donald Trump did.
1: Like what his father did, by, you know, I, I remember for those, I mean, I don't know who's seen it, right? The interview uh, Donald Trump had, had done uh, early on where he was like, oh, my father gave me a small loan small loan of well it's like a <laughs> it was a million dollars or something like that and, but look how they look at that right small loan my father gave it to me what you
0: right? mean i'm it, sure listen 3 fifths let me hold 250k bro real quick <laughs> <laughs> let me <laughs> pass it to me on the side bro come on what you why you, why you sticking <laughs> i don't understand <laughs>
1: So, right. So, so we have that, right? We have this inherited wealth, this passing down uh, of things, and so again, just like fascism, passing down uh, can pass down power and control. Capitalists can very much pass down money, which, as we all know, is still power and control, right? Um, so you have that. You have the monopoly power, right? Um, and and what happens in monopolies, right? Uh, because you're kind of like the sole entity that controls all this, that enables them to charge higher prices to consumers. Because in their eyes, right, who else are the consumers going to get it from? No one, right? They they've done, they've dominated all the other, uh, you know, would be sellers and stuff, right? So they're going to up their prices because they know at the end of the day. The consumers, they're not going to go anywhere else. They're going to still keep coming back. And so they have no choice but to buy, you know, the same product, but at a higher cost. Right? Um, and now, this is something I hear so much, right? Supporters of capitalism. So they argue... That only capitalism enables economic freedom. No, what in the absolute world are you
0: listen, talking about? Listen, right? listen, wait a minute. We had to pause right there. I need three-fifths to chime in. You hear that shit? You hear what he just said, three-fifths? We think about that. Oh,
2: he answered he, it. It's, he it, it it's, he's speaking the truth. What, can I, what, what There's really nothing for me to say because it's true what he says. You know, but. Unfortunately, sometimes the, the, the saddest in this country of capitalism, as Karl Marx said, he said one day, the same rope that a capitalist saw will hang him one day. And that's what's happening now, too. It's starting to backfire a little bit and stuff. You can, you can, you can
0: see it yes, and I love that Manny's really breaking down the economic structure there. Yes, he did. He broke it down He's right. really Manny, you're doing a real excellent job with that because I don't, you know, most people don't speak to capitalism from that lens. No, no. no it, a
1: lot of a lot of people. I'm sorry. No, god go. <laughs> no, no. I was just gonna say, a lot of
2: people that take 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 middle class people, you know, working middle class. They don't. They don't view what they make as, as cap- that's part of capitalism. What they're making, but they don't view it as that. They don't. They don't. They don't view it as that. You ask a like an entrepreneur, and he'll tell you, "I'm not. I'm not a capitalist." Jay Z was asked that question. I'm not a capitalist, but you are one. What was that term? The one percent.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you
2: know, the, Wall, the, the Wall. Street protests of one percent. They had. One, they had to sit on Wall Street
1: for the 1%, go against the 1%. Uh, absolutely, right? And and, and so I, I like exactly what you said, right? The, the middle class and the working class, right? Um, they don't realize that their entire uh, you know, way of working, what they earn, their wages, the, the hours and all that, all of that is a direct result of capitalism. Right? Now let me break that down. And we'll be like, well, what are you talking about? Why? Right? How? Okay. So remember that term I I I introduced, right? Monopsony. Um, so let me remind you, it's a it's a market uh, power in employing factors of production, right? So they can have. so let's let's give a a random, you know, company, um, I'm not going to name names, Amazon. Um, and so they have this monopsony power, right, where they employ workers and they pay lower wages, right? Now, why? Okay. We know that a company like Amazon um, is extremely profitable, right? Bringing in so, 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 so much uh, money, right? Day to day. OK, um, but look at one, the working conditions of Amazon factory workers, right? The people in the warehouse. OK, they are standing up, literally standing, not sitting. You don't get to sit. All right. Standing hours and hours and hours and hours and hours a day. Okay, just packing and, and moving and, and, you know, transporting the stuff, right? Um, and then getting paid, right, at a, at a set amount, okay? And this monopsony power, right, means that they won't ever, Right. They won't share from the same level of proceeds as the owners of capital. Right. So as you know, all the, the shareholders and, you know, the man himself, the owner of the company. Right. They will get in all, you know, the shares of proceeds that Amazon making and they're getting, you know, millions and millions of dollars and thousands of dollars, and all these things. Right. From essentially doing nothing, but the people, the actual workers who are doing all the work, they will not get even a bit of the same level of proceeds, right, as the company is making, right, and so that explains why we see periods of uh, stagnant actual, like real wage growth. While the company's profitability increases, right, it'll keep increasing. It'll get more and more and more richer, right? But the wage, right, the earning wage of the workers, will barely, barely increase.
0: I know three fifths has something to say. They- no, that no, that that
2: that that's very true. And see, a lot of them they don't call themselves capitalists. They call themselves businessmen. I saw an interview with Jeff Bezos. He said, I'm a businessman. and Amazon, uh, it, it, I just saw something where some driver was actually killed by dogs. They got a high rate of dogs attacking them. And the dogs dragged them in and they killed them. They found the truck and they found them later on in the back of the, the house with those dogs and stuff. But they don't, they don't call themselves capitalists. I'm I reading the, uh, the Forbes magazine. Steve Jobs with the iPhone. What he did, check this out. He made iPhone 125, what I read in this article, and he's up to 15. So what's going to happen is next year will be 16, 17. So you got to reach the 125th, uh, 125 iPhone 125. By the time you that, that's guaranteed generational wealth for his whole family on down. That's how they think. Yeah, imagine that. Think about it. iPhone 12, 13, 14, 15, 9, 8. That's what you start off with, and I heard it's up to 125. You're not know going to take you to get to 125? All of us would be gone. It would be a new century. But that wealth will be still coming down.
0: That's some real talk. But here's the question, though. Shouldn't black and brown people care more about the rise of fascism? Why isn't that happening?
2: Oh, oh no, no question. But again, see, they, they sleep. They, they're not even sleep at the wheel. They just sleep, period. All you gotta do, as I said before, give him some hot dogs, some hamburgers, let them do the electric slide, have some buffalo wings, and you got them controlled. You got him controlled. Speaking of the white supremacist, I saw a tape maybe 15 years back. He was a skinhead, and he asked one of the, the, the neo-Nazi, the Klansmen, what are we gonna do to control the, the niggas? That's what he said, he said the word, but I'll use that word. He said control? It's the older supremacist guy. He said, he started laughing. He said, you know how you control him? You give him a nine millimeter and a 40 ounce. You let his, let his woman shake up behind that BET channel. You keep her pregnant. That's how you control him. He said, but the other groups that are smart and wise, that's our problem. So he said, the guy said, well, what if they get out of hand? He said, we have a chemical agents for that black you know what. And the guy said, well, what is it? And it was a CC something. He said, all we gotta do is drop it from the sky. He said, all you gotta do is drop blunts, 40 ounces, some cocaine and crack and we can control them. And that's what's happening today. They control us, they pacify them. So it keeps your mind. Malcolm said in one of his speeches when he said, when you go to the dentist and you give, give the person the Novocaine, you suffer peacefully. And that's what they do
0: that's listen that's exactly what they do they play this game of let's make a deal right like just earlier today I was speaking to a fellow black activist who was sharing with me that he's frustrated by some of these movements happening here in Connecticut because you know people talk about diversity equity and inclusivity but we're getting shoved out of our own spaces and not only that we're not being well represented which is a fact right because even when you look at like these meetings you know these state meetings and everything or or all these meetings where they are saying that they're all about diversity equity inclusivity where's the data to show things like what's going on healthcare wise in black and brown communities we could never get that information why isn't that all this talk about black and brown mental wellness but yet where's the data Right? Show me the data. You can't you can't show me that. And yet you have, you know, places like the um Board of Ed, right, just ignoring all these different things. Right? So, you know, people need to really pay attention. Manny, I know you're listening, I know you're thinking over there. What should we be doing better? And what do you all as Gen Z want to say to us? about black and brown people paying attention to
1: Yeah, no, um Gen Z, you know one thing I have to give give my peers credit for is their uh, propensity to be outwardly, you know outspoken, right, very explicit when it comes to, uh defying uh, authority, right? Uh, you know, when when they believe that a set of rules um, that are particularly uh, limiting and, and, and controlling, right, just don't make sense <laughs> and, and is oppressive um, and, and they make it known and, and they really, really explicitly defy it, right? Um, And so so I have to give them credit for that, right, when uh, I, I see that, you know, um, like, let, let's give an example. In Florida, right, uh, when Florida passed the uh, Don't Say Gay bill, right, and then a lot of Gen Z people were like, this is the most absolutely outrageous bill ever. Right, And then all of a sudden, you know, there was a, a rise on, on social media and even, you know, protests um, where even though that was the law, right, that had become the law now, they absolutely didn't care, right? <laughs> and, and they very much defied the law. So, yeah, you know, Gen Z is absolutely aware of, you know, Oppressive um, and and very controlling um, laws and ideologies and concepts, right that exist or are even in conversation of existence, right and um, yeah, I mean they're they're not afraid to defy it, right and and to combat against it, so. I mean, my, mot- my my message really is like, just keep doing it, right? Keep being aware of different laws, of different concepts, of different ideologies, right? Especially ones that we see are very fascist in nature, right? And absolutely stand against them, right? Absolutely, right? Yeah, some of them may be laws, You know, that doesn't mean, just because it is a law doesn't mean it is a just law, right? And if there's anything that history has taught us, is that yes, a lot of things have been laws, you know, throughout history, but they were never just and they were meant to be broken. They were meant to be changed.
0: Ooh, you're dangerous today. Keep.
1: (laughs) It's true. So... Yes, you know, there, there may be laws in your state and in the country, right, um, that have been established, and, and maybe they've been established for years and years, that doesn't matter. If they are oppressive, if they are uh, simply reinforcing, right, this fascist ideology and this fascist control over people, right, then there needs to be action taken to change, right, those laws, right? And again, a lot of things wouldn't, some things aren't always laws, right? They're just concepts and ideologies that have just become common practice in society, right? And the same, I say the same thing for that too, right? You have to combat them. You have to stand against them. You have to start You know, changing the narrative and saying, no, just because that's been common practice for 10, 20, 15, however many years, right? That doesn't mean that it's okay. And that doesn't mean that it isn't of a fascist nature, right? So, absolutely, I said the same thing stand against it, protest, do, you know, go to, take to social media, right? Expose, you know, whatever you need to expose. Right. And and again, I'm just saying this as a reinforcement because I think Gen Z has already done a really great job of being, you know, very um, outspoken uh, and explicit when defying uh, a lot of oppressive uh, concepts, ideologies, and, and laws.
0: I think so. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I, in my opinion, I was reading an article earlier and I agree with it. Ron DeSantis is a case study in the threat of fascism in the United States, right? Because he is. Because this is what happens when you ignore a problem, right? And as Three Fifths has pointed out repeatedly, this is a growing problem.
3: You want to see
2: oh no question. No question. And 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 look at look at Virginia we had the tiki torches. And the thing of it is is that the fascists are even more younger and younger? Now, when you look at the, the fascists of Hitler, the younger ones were called what? They were called the brown shirts and stuff. That was the younger the SS Stalin, Stalinberg. They called them all them, but they were they were the the brown shirts, and it's, and 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 it's growing. But again, with us, a lot of us, and not so much, I would say, I consider us a, a lower grassroots people. We we're in the trenches, but the ones the middle class. They just want to get along and get along, or like Malcolm said, they not trying for liberation. They try to crawl back on the plantation, and this this is it. They better wake up. They better wake
3: up,
0: and they better wake up up fast, right? right. Yes, because this thing is like declining. You know, I really don't understand. You know, I don't know why people. But then again, I wasn't born here. So I didn't grow up saying Christopher Columbus discovered anything. He was lost. That's what he discovered. You know, I do feel it's time for Italian Americans to give up on Columbus. And I also think they need to take a note. America needs to take a note from South and Central America. Because over there, economic equality is a precondition for democracy. What do you all think?
2: Very well. You know? and, and and the thing about it here, capitalism here in America, it's also along with, with, with classification. You know, the rich, the poor, we have class levels here. The working poor, the poor, you know, the lower class, the upper class, you know. That's what we have. But you're right. But again, our people are sleeping at the wheel. You know, I, I look at stuff that's coming up. Next month is going to be uh 100 black men. But what have they done all through the year? I look at the price of the tickets, like 150 dollars to get in. You're locking the poor out. What about the free tickets? You really want to educate, but that's their own. I call them their own, their own uh, arena. That's what they have. Their own arena. You know, that's what they have.
0: Come on, Manny. What Gen Z have to say about what I just said?
1: Let's hear. It. Oh, you're absolutely right. You know, uh, I don't understand how, you know, we can have uh, a country that we say, you know, "This this is supposed to be the country where everyone has equal opportunities to be successful. And yet, and yet... We have a system in place in this country that very much limits one's ability to be successful, right? And so, you know, you you see the division that it creates, right? Uh, as time goes on, I mean, just think about the the very, you know, simple concept that was established, right? That. You know, at one point in time in this country, you know, there were three classes, right? Three economic classes. There was the poor, there was middle class, and then you had the rich. Right? Now 2023, those those three classes have been broken broken up into so many like subcategories, right? Where you have like the poorest of the poor, right? Then you have the, you know, working poor it's class. It's different
0: layers now,
1: right? Yeah, so shit the like fucking.
0: Poor you know what it's like, Manny? It's like suntan lotion. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you could get different types. It, it, but-
1: yeah, you know, you have the working poor. Then you have, you know, the lower middle class, right? You then you have working middle class, higher middle class. Like it just why is there so many subcategories? You're creating more and more division, right? And and really And what, it's done what by design. T-
0: Don't forget that part. Don't forget Absolutely. that part.
1: And like what does it tell us? Right? It tells us, right, if you're in these subcategories, right? It tells us okay, you're in this class, all right. And you have all the opportunities that is uh, awarded to this particular class. And the chances of you going to the next step, right? the to, to higher uh, class from that, uh, well, you know, we'll see. We'll see if you get there, right? And but there's no, I mean why, why are we creating more and more division? Again, like you said, it is definitely by design. Because, hello, this, this this is what capitalism introduces, right? It introduces this ladder, this economic ladder, right? But uh, unlike the the narrative that so many supporters of capitalism like to, you know, uh, say about that ladder, right? Oh, well, you start at the bottom and you work yourself up. No, no, that's, that's not, you know, yeah, abs- it's absolutely easier said than done because... First off, the people at the bottom of the ladder, okay, are almost never, I mean, slim to none, right? Slim to no opportunities to even advance to that second level, right? That's called the working poor class, right? <laughs> I mean, to even get there, slim to no opportunities. And you're saying, yeah, that you can go from from the very bottom of the ladder you know, to eventually one day the, you know, the top of it. No, no, because look at how many structures and systematic uh, barriers that have been put in place to keep you in those subcategories, right, and to make it nearly impossible to get out of them, and yet we still continue with that narrative. That no, if you just work hard enough, if you just have the right education, if you no, just but get you can't. Degree, so I,
0: listen, wait, I, I gotta jump in. I love where you're going with this because you know what? We don't talk about this enough, Manny. We don't talk about how they use the job market to hold us back. You see, we're so accustomed to being criminalized, we ignore how we're being criminalized on the job. Okay, the average black or brown person will have probably twice as many jobs as a white person. Okay? We're far more likely to get written up. We're far more likely to be, you know, laid off, right? That's just how it goes. And so this is why it's important for white people, use your privilege properly. You're in a place where you see there's a lack of black and brown leadership, demand it, recruit. And attract black and brown leaders. That is possible. Won't you agree?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, come on. It's only been the message that we've been trying to get across for so long. Right? It's we need, we need to have uh, each other, right? Black and brown people in these positions that, we can finally end up making the decisions and the policies to break the system that has been nothing but oppressive and controlling, right, and limiting. I mean, it's like, you know, again, like we said, yeah, we can march, you can protest, you can, can do whatever you feel like outside, right? and saying, oh, this is bad, this is terrible, this needs to change. Okay, that's all fine and dandy. I'm glad you're you're raising awareness about it. But at the end of the day, after all that is said and done, after you've made all your noise, that system's still going. Nothing was changed. Nothing. Nothing was changed. So we have to put ourselves in those positions, right, where we end up working together right it should be where okay we have that group of people of us right who are out there and we're doing the protest where you know we're doing the rallies right and 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 making all the noise and then that group of people can end up contacting you know their leadership position right another person who looks like us right and be like all right we did this you know awareness rally whatever, whatever. okay now let's work with you because we know that you are in the position to end up delivering the results that should be delivered, right? And and we see that collaboration between, you know, that legislator, right, and the, the grassroots people, right? And then what do we see? We see policy changes. We see laws being changed. We see laws being introduced, right, to combat the systemic oppression and the systemic control, right? And so you have this this literal unity, right, between the legislative process, right? The policymakers and these the, the constituents, right? The people who are on the floor who are doing the you know all the awareness and the the, the noise making right and so but without that Without that, right, then what is all of the noise for? What is all the rallying? Well, I love that you're saying that
0: because you know what? I love that you said the term grassroots because you know something, Manny and Three-Fifths? People need to recognize people in government are not grassroots, right? Grassroots is the community. They are the people who are from and represent the community. You cannot confuse the two. Do you agree or disagree?
2: Absolutely agree. agree. I I said it. I I, I agree. In in fact, take a look at at Manny. When you say Manny's generation, the biggest capitalist holder right now is the student loan industry. That's the biggest capitalist. The second one is the healthcare industry. That controls everybody. But for young people, it's that student loan system, sticking them with loans that they could, it could, they, got one she can buy a house out of medical school 20, 50, 25 years
3: listen,
0: ago. people go yeah. in school and they can't even enjoy you know making that dedication, especially our black and brown people, right, and so you know we're in a time right now where whether you think it's cute or not, we have to get serious. the fact that on monday <laughs> They still even coin it Columbus Day, to me, is friggin' disgusting. Oh, it's absolutely. They had,
2: they had Columbus slash Indigenous People Day.
0: You see, that's that bullshit. That's that bullshit. This is what I'm saying. Like, why, why in this day and time? Come on, really? Really? Seriously?
2: Did not the United States smash down the Saddam Hussein statue when they came in? They took it down. So why would you want a terrorist holiday?
0: Well, that's why the Italian Americans need to let it go, right? And like you say all the time, you know, they need to, we holistically need to give more room to Gen Z, right? Look at what Manny did tonight. This guy is laying out facts. Like you could Google this shit if you feel like fact-checking him. It's, It's straight up facts, right? He just broke it all the way down to dollars and cents. Why you should give a fuck about fascism? Because it's happening right now. It's happening when you're on the job. It's happening when you're in the store. We have more and more young people working. Don't you all see a problem here? You don't see a problem here. The wealth gap is increasing. It's survival of the fittest, right? And we're the ones suffering. So we need to make sure that we, you know, don't ignore their voices, right? Look at all that he just said. What what they're saying, and they're saying it based on what they're seeing and experiencing. If you think your life is hard now, okay? You at, at our age, right? I told you all, you know, you look at the picture of the Last Supper back left, you'll see me there. The point I'm trying to make is, right? If we think we're in hardship right now in 2023 at our age group, as parents, grandparents, and all of that, what do you think they're thinking? Look at what 3 fifths just said, the student loan industry, right? I mean, come on, seriously. You know, I told some
2: friends of mine, I was at a, a law earlier, and I looked at this, this thing I do is, I look at the Supreme Court calendar for this year, And next year, oh, they got some stuff on there that's going to be deadly to our people. It's going to be deadly. One of the main ones is that abortion pill that you could take. They're trying to say, well, the FDA should have no right to approve things. It's just the Supreme Court just took the case. They just took it. It's going to be interesting. But they got a whole lot of stuff on there that's coming up before them.
0: Well, see, and people need to pay attention and don't tell us that y'all can't talk about it because we just did. For real. This is like one of them old jokes. A black immigrant, a Latino kid, (laughs) and a black man had a conversation. For real. We need to have these kinds of conversations, right? Because it's really, really, really important. Manny, let me ask you a question because you were saying it before. Were they born with it, or was it fascism?
1: <clears throat> um, <laughs> they're absolutely born, um, because you know, again, like I said, this is this is a system that's been here for <sighs> decades and decades and decades and decades, right? Um you are born into this system, right? Uh, Regardless of what class you're born into, it's the fact that anywhere on that ladder of capitalism, right, you are still born into this system of control, of limitation, of you have more opportunities, you have less opportunities, you don't have any opportunities, right? I mean... It's just where you're on that ladder, it's it's all still the same system, right? It's just where you're born on that ladder, that, that determines so much of your life, right? It determines the trajectory, it determines what's available to you, it determines how you're treated, it determines, I mean, every aspect you can think of right? Wherever you are born on that ladder in this system it's still the fact that this system has been put in place right? In a very oppressive manner and as society continues to go, I mean (laughs) it only the, the, the bars between the ladder, right? Get Further and further and further apart. That's that's really what it is.
0: You're so right. And I'll tell you all what. We're going to end up having a part two to this conversation because our friend Jamar wants to chime in. So we might have to do this again tomorrow night if y'all are up to it tomorrow afternoon. But three-fifths, what you think about that? Are they born
3: with it? Or is it fascism?
2: I think it, it, it's both. They're born. They're born into fascism. If it's there already, they're born into it. You know, if it's in the home, it's born into it. Just look at the rich. How their children act. Some of them. I'll tell you right then and there. You know, it, it, it's born. And the sad part of it is, is that it's going to grow from the young people many's and they've told me they can see the racism in some of the people his age young people have told me this that's a real yeah, yeah yeah you can know, see it you know you're in affirmative action you got to do affirmative action You know, somebody five told
0: me which i agree that's absolutely true let me give you all examples right yeah. uh, and l- let me get him some examples challenge challenge what he just said Walk into Walmart one day and just walk around and see if you could pay attention to how supervisors, the senior supervisors, speak to the young people, especially the black or brown ones. Or watch what happens when the dollar store is busy and there's a black or brown um, younger clerk in the store and they're busy doing something, but they have to stop what they're doing. Go do that over there and then come back again right? Now, if they say anything, they're rude, disrespectful, and ungrateful. Well, what if it's just that some of us need to tone it down, right? What if we need to tone it down a little bit? Granted, some of the younger folks, you know, we could do it a little attitude adjustment for some of those, right? But maybe they act that way because they're used to dealing with this type of tokenization, stigmatization, criminalization that is as old as slavery y'all want to give columbus some accolades he's right label him a terrorist make him an honorary asshole. okay why are we still celebrating genocide why is this even (laughs) a conversation you know what i'm saying this man invented fascism and as three first pointed out it's both Because if it was already there, you're born into it, okay? He created capitalism. He made it a thing, right? He is the reason why.
2: It's like I told you with with Trump. Trump, yes, he's a racist. But there was a lot of that stuff was there before he became president. It just didn't happen.
3: Not at all. A lot of
2: that stuff. To me, Bill Bill Clinton is a a racist. He's a slick one. Slicker than
0: Trump. Just a smart well, and Obama, Obama deported the most, right? Oh, yes. You see what I'm saying? And don't forget, Bush was reading a story to a classroom when 9/11 happened. Yes. You see what I'm saying? So it's on both sides, right? It's it's not just one, and that's why we're here now, and that's why black and brown people, especially, you know, you need to get mad again, right? Like Manny pointed out, you know, just just what was it, two years ago, everybody was mad about the statues. Where did that Where did that all go? I mean, really, why did we get comfortable again? You know, you have to know that these people want to survive. So your pain doesn't matter. Your struggle doesn't matter. It only matters when you make it a point. Okay, don't get confused now. Like Three point pointed out, pay attention to what's going on with education and healthcare and housing. Let's throw housing in there too right you see the problem is we only give a fuck when we see the white people crying about how it bothers them you ever notice how you know when white children go missing that amber will go like but how many of our black and brown youth go missing and nobody knows but then when we find them there's always a you know some type of morbid you know negative connotation to why see all of that adds to the narrative in my opinion. Before we close out for tonight,
3: three fifths, was your
2: I will always say, keep up the good work, Manny. Keep the field. Just keep up that good work. That's how always play.
0: That's straight up facts. What about you, Manny? What you thinking over there? What's your final little-
1: uh, I I wanna thank Three Fifths so much, so much truly for um your your ever ever insightful wisdom, uh, it, it truly is amazing to hear all the time, and I'm always grateful, uh, to hear it and to receive your words of support, as well as you, CJ, with your amazing amazing comedy about uh your good old bestie Columbus, and um, <laughs> I'm thankful for allowing you for you allowing me, uh, to be here tonight, but yes, people, uh. Whether you're born into it or it's simply um, uh, there's something we didn't touch on. And I would like to touch on in our second part. Right. Uh, For those who are not born into it because they come here from another country. Let's also talk about that, too, and how they experience it. Right. So sometimes you're not born into it and you're introduced to it. Yes. Fascism. So um, either way realize that there is a system in place here in this country where a false narrative is given that you can pick yourself up from the bootstraps and, and make yourself a successful person ever yes that may have been true at one point in time but in today's society and it seems that society keeps going uh in this country that becomes an impossible reality um realize that it was designed and it's still being designed and refined right in very meticulous very very meticulous manner um for that to happen and, and be that way one one crucial point i want to emphasize uh is that we need to put each other into those leadership positions we need representation true true representation right? Not a tokenization, right? No, no, no. True representation, right? Um, And an actual unity between our grassroots and our um, legislators, right? The people who make the policies and the decisions, right? So as always, you have the ability to make that happen, each and every single one of you, uh, any and every level Uh, That you can always, always know that there will be people like Three fifths, me, and CJ, and so, so many others uh, who are here fighting the good fight. uh, Spending every (laughs) waking moment thinking of how can we help this world just a little bit better. Um, As you always know, you'll see me on the front line. I'll be there getting on someone's nerves. It's what I love doing. It's how changes happen. And uh, yeah, I'll be seeing you.
0: You know, this is why we have to have these conversations. For those who felt or, you know, didn't think that Black and brown people could talk about fascism, yes we can, we just don't. We can't change it if we don't talk about it. You don't change what you don't confront. And sometimes that confrontation will be, if not most times, real uncomfortable, right? But that challenge is for fortitude so that you could realize, recognize, educate, re-educate and that's what we're doing here now our friend three-fifths right shout out because that's that old street wisdom you can't ignore the ancestors right you can't sleep on the taps and the kings out there and the queens right who've lived who've walked that walk but we also cannot ignore generation z like manny because they're living in a different time and space and quite frank you know There's a lot of times I sit here and I think about, I wonder what I would have done if I was, because I can't imagine when I think about the struggles I had. So this is why like these conversations, you know, here on the Sound of Black and Brown, we feel is so critical. And we really truly appreciate all of your support, encouragement, Right. We really, truly appreciate that. Manny and Three-Fifths, thank you so much for taking the time to come on. Like I said, we might have a part two tomorrow, if not very soon. This is a conversation we're going to continue having. This is a space to amplify the black and brown voices. Don't worry, the white people have one, you know, one particular series. They get to show up there. We're changing the narrative and we can't thank you enough for your continued support. Please continue to like, subscribe and share. That's all for tonight. Fist up, smile on.